0: from Knoxville along the banks of the mighty Tennessee River, this is the Startup Knox podcast featuring interviews with local entrepreneurs about their startups. I'm your host, Brandon Bruce. This is the first episode of the Startup Knox podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us for this. Today I'm talking with Anna Douglas, founder of Sky Nano Technologies. Anna launched Sky Nano in January of 2017. It's a science-based startup company focused on making functional carbon materials from carbon dioxide. Today, Sky Nano has raised $3.8 million. It has three employees and a pilot customer. Welcome to the show, Anna.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, going back to 2017, you won the crowd favorite prize of $5,000 at Startup Day here in Knoxville. Fast forward three years, we're four months into the COVID 19 pandemic, uh, but you and Sky Nano are coming off perhaps the two biggest weeks in the company's history. Uh, give us the latest.
1: Yeah, so um, it is really funny to think back, you know, two, two and a half years to um, Startup Day and being so excited about winning $5,000 um, to cover, you know, costs that felt really large to us at the time. Um, And now to be, you know, in a position of managing funding, you know, closer to $3.8 million, um, it's been a wild ride for us. But in the last couple of weeks, we have gotten some really great news about some funding opportunities that um, we applied for back in February. And, you know, of course, this was before COVID really hit Uh, this area. Um, And so, you know, we applied and and then the labs were shut down. And um, so we've been working from home and more or less forgot about some of these funding proposals that we had submitted. Um, And then in the last couple of weeks, I've gotten really great news um, that two of the projects were funded. Um, So they're both from the Department of Energy. One is an STTR. So that's through Small Business uh, Innovation Research Program. And then another one of the grants is um, through the Fossil Energy Office at the Department of Energy.
0: So that is fantastic. So that's interesting, right? So you're focused on on the research, on the science, on the product. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, had all but forgotten about some of these proposals out in the wind. And then as soon as you relax about those, then you get two letters simultaneously, really, or right in a row. Yeah. Saying, hey, great news. You've got a lot of capital uh, that you can put to work. Small business technology transfer award. And then also uh, the award from the fossil department. So that is awesome. And then really simultaneously to all that, you've also secured, what is it, four four projects recently?
1: Yeah, so though so that would be two of the four. Um okay. and then another one is a subcontract on an award through um a defense agency. Um which also, I think, you know, they had submitted a proposal around the same time with Sky Nano as a pretty major subcontract on the proposal. Um, and I think a similar sort of situation, you know, is just sitting in review for a while. Anyone who has submitted proposals can probably identify with this. Um, you know, you submit it and then it's just kind of a hurry up and wait game. <laughs> Um and then you know that one got really positive reviews and was funded and so we're working on you know just developing the contract vehicle to actually get uh, the sub award finished for that and then um, our other project that we've secured in the last couple of weeks is actually our first like non-federal customer. Um, so we're working with a marketing firm to make some prototypes um, and I can't talk, too much about that, just due to um, an NDA. But we're really excited to, you know, I've gotten our first like customer dollar in the door.
0: Nice, exactly. You're gonna mount that on the Sky Nano wall, and it's hard to <laughs> yeah. it's hard to over uh, state the importance of that first uh, customer revenue, right? Yeah. Um, it transforms the how you approach uh, the product and the company, and now you've got a, a customer on the line uh, to support as well. So. Yeah, super awesome. Now, for some of our listeners, they're 100% familiar with Sky Nano. They've seen you at Startup Day. They've kept apprised of the company through Tom Ballard's blog, Technovation. For those that are new to Sky Nano, let's, let's jump into a little bit of the science. Now, you have a PhD in material science from Vanderbilt, so we're not going to go uh, totally down the rabbit hole. But suffice it to say, Sky Nano is focused on advanced carbon additives, uh, nanomaterials, so in a nutshell, uh, what are they? How do they work? Uh why are they so important?
1: Yeah, so in a nutshell, advanced carbon additives are already used all around you today. So, you know, you can think about anything from um the carbon materials in your Brita filter or, you know, if people have like an air filter, um I think particularly right now a lot of people are putting air filters in homes and office buildings because they do collect Viruses. Um, You know, anything from that to, you know, there's carbon materials added to your tires. It's actually what grounds your tire to the ground electrically. So you don't get shocked when you get out of a moving vehicle. Um, But the challenge with a lot of these materials that are used today is that the way we make them is not very sustainable. And um, their structures are just really not ideal. So, you have to use a lot of carbon materials in the applications that I spoke about. Whereas, advanced carbon materials like carbon nanotubes um, and any other sort of nanostructured carbon really is much higher performing. And so, for the tire example, you know, instead of having maybe 20% by weight of carbon additive into your tire, uh, rubber composite, you could have close to 1%. You know, so the result of this is pretty significant, you can really decrease the weight um, of a lot of composites and help with light weighting, help increase fuel efficiency and all other kinds of performance metrics um, across a broad range of devices. So, you know, anything from composites, filters, uh, paints and coatings, batteries, all kinds of things. Really, we like to say at Sky Nano you're never more than six feet away from something, a material or device or some sort of tool that could be dramatically improved with the use of carbon materials.
0: So it's impossible to social distance it from the <laughs> nanotubes. It That's is. The- it's
1: impossible to social distance from something that could be dramatically improved with nanotubes.
0: But thankfully, uh, it is a super material. I remember at one of your presentations, you talked about it has super impressive mechanical properties. There's thermal properties. It's got the electronic properties. You just mentioned batteries. So it's fair to say that the market for the types of materials that you're in the business of manufacturing is is really huge. Um, How do you go about focusing on a particular area? Or is it going to be largely customer driven? Like now you have your first private customer, do you focus on on their needs? And then as you add more customers, you focus on what they're bringing in? Or or do you have an area of the market that you're particularly attracted to?
1: Yeah, you know, it's a really good question when it comes to nanotubes, because if someone were to just Google carbon nanotubes, you would honestly come up with about a thousand different ways to use the materials. Um, and so of course that can be very overwhelming from a business standpoint of well, where do we begin? Um, and so what we've done at Sky Nano is really focused on any additive based application. So anywhere that you can essentially take a bucket of carbon nanotubes as a dry powder and dump it into your composite Um, you know, whether that's rubber or a polymer or a paint or, you know, a slurry of materials that's going to get made into a battery electrode, kind of regardless of what the actual application is, if the way that you use it is as, as an additive, then that's right in our wheelhouse. Um, and that's mostly because it, it doesn't really change the, the need, um, or really like what we have to do as a company, um, in terms of what people need for material properties, um, as long as you're using the materials as additive applications. And so sort of our first target markets are really tire additives and battery additives. And those are, they're just huge markets, they're ripe for innovation. You know, they're competitive markets where um, these are really large companies, you know, think about Uh, Particularly local companies, you know, like Bridgestone and um, a lot of other, you know, really big Fortune one hundred companies who need advanced materials to stay ahead. um, Not just from a performance standpoint, but also from a sustainability standpoint. You know, so we're actually producing these materials from carbon dioxide, um, and it's really helpful for a lot of companies that are trying to meet. Sustainability initiatives um, that they're setting forth in response to, you know, public outcry for, you know, a more sustainable future for manufacturing.
0: Yeah, and interestingly, I mean, I'm thinking about where people might be when they're listening to this. And usually, for podcasts, right, a pretty high percentage they're going to be in the car, so they're yeah. on four tires, yeah. and a really high percentage of podcasts will be consumed through cell phones, which are all battery powered. So essentially, Sky Nano is essential for the future of podcasting, which by itself, um, I think is important. But the the battery and tire markets are, like you say, huge. And uh, certainly in the case of batteries, uh, they're only getting bigger, right? If the battery can be improved
1: in our Mm -hmm. Android
0: and Apple iPhones, I mean, it's just going to be a huge transformation.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we think not only for portable electronics, but as we move towards a, you know, renewably um, powered society where, you know, all of our vehicles are powered um, by batteries and, you know, our homes are powered by solar, you know, we need energy storage. Um, And so better batteries, whether it's just cheaper batteries or higher performing batteries. You know, when we think about grid, we need just cheaper batteries. When we think about electric vehicles, you want your battery to last longer. You need to be able to drive it, you know, three, 400 miles without stopping to charge. And then when you stop to charge it, you really want to be able to charge it very quickly. Um, So that's actually the focus of our STTR award is fast charging for batteries using carbon nanotubes. Um, you know, what's interesting is when you operate a battery in the extreme environment, so like extreme fast charging, for example, where you'd want to charge a full battery in 5 to 15 minutes, you know, it's really not the active energy storing material that breaks down first, it's the additives, it's the carbon materials um, that becomes the limitation there. And so with better carbon structures like carbon nanotubes, you can overcome that and actually charge your battery a lot faster and maintain the high performance of it.
0: So this would be key technology for uh, Tesla or any other company in the market of electric vehicles, which is to say you could stop at a supercharger and instead of waiting you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half to get a solid charge, like you said, maybe down to 5 or 15 minutes, which would be huge for mobility and, and the time it takes uh, versus for gas powered cars, right? Usually filling up a pump only take, you know, less than five minutes. So you achieve some parity there.
1: Right, exactly. And, you know, I would say for a lot of people, electric vehicles have become, you know, more or less affordable. Um, but they're just really inconvenient right now. You know, it's it's not convenient to charge your car every night. And it's really not convenient to sit and wait an hour, you know, particularly if you're on a road trip, um, to sit and wait, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to charge your car. But if you can do it in 10 minutes, um, you really achieve quite a bit of the convenience parity with gasoline-powered cars.
0: And then your technology... I think it's important to point out it is really oriented around the manufacturing process. So currently, it's expensive. It requires high vacuum, high pressure gas flow systems. Yours is different. It relies on electrochemistry. How does that How does that process work?
1: Yeah. So basically, we um, instead of starting with hydrocarbon gases and breaking down those gases in um, a gas environment chamber which really requires a lot of control, a lot of infrastructure, um, vacuum systems, you know, all different kinds of like inert systems that are just very difficult to scale. Um, Instead of doing that, we've actually developed a technology that captures and converts carbon dioxide in a liquid phase using electrochemistry. So, It's really efficient. Our efficiencies are above 95 percent, often approaching 99 percent. And this really allows us to operate at extremely low costs compared to, you know, typically efficiencies of gas phase carbon production. You're looking at less than one percent of the carbon input actually getting coupled into a carbon nanotube. And so that's really meaningful. The other piece that really helps us cut down on cost is having no toxic byproducts. So our only byproduct is oxygen. Um, And that's really helpful because typically in gas phase processes, there's all kinds of carbon monoxide and PAHs and VOCs and all different kinds of nasty things that come out the other side of a reactor. And it's very expensive to scrub from the system. Um, And so... Overall, you know, that's really led to very high costs of materials. So we're talking, you know, over $100 a kilogram for carbon nanotubes today. Um, And we would be targeting prices closer to $15 to $30 a kilogram.
0: So huge cost savings. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, So, okay, you guys are riding a huge wave of momentum. Uh, you got great tech. You've got the support of some of these big grants. You've also got your first private customer. Meanwhile, uh, as as most of us have experienced and most of us know, startups are a roller coaster. What's been one of the hardest things so far for you and SkyNano in your journey so far?
1: Yeah, it's definitely a roller coaster. <laughs> I would say if you're not <laughs> if you haven't felt you know really excited and also really down in the same week as a startup founder, you probably didn't do anything. <laughs> um, or weren't taking enough risks. So um, certainly, we've had a lot of highs and lows. A lot of highs in the last couple of weeks, definitely. Um, but I would say one of the hardest things as a startup founder has been, um, you know, just building out a team for us. And you know, we're working on a really specialized technology that requires, you know, really specific skills. And I think one of the harder uh, experiences that I have had was, you know, trying to, trying to hire um, a senior engineer, um, vetting someone for quite a while, months, um, you know, bringing her in to interview, um, really working on wooing her. And, and I think at the end of the day, you know, she loved us. She loved the company. Um, seemed all on board, and then just turned out to be not a great family decision to to move here, and so um, it was really difficult. I think to you know to feel like we almost had um, just this awesome team member addition, who you know I think she would have been awesome. Sometimes, of course, it's hard to tell, but um, she just seemed like a rock star, and then to you know suddenly within a matter of minutes. Um, have that not be part of the plan anymore. So I think, you know, just finding the right team uh, for us has been, you know, really, really, it's a journey, Um, you know, and I'm a big believer of, you know, hire really excellent people. Um, And if you do that, you can keep your team fairly small and still be extremely productive. And so, you know, the people we have on our team right now are, I would say, top notch. I mean, I cannot imagine a better mechanical engineer than who I have right now. Um, she really is, you know, does everything <laughs> above and beyond um, what we ask of her. And so, you know, just finding the right um, team fit and team dynamic, I think, you know, it's, it's really important and it, it makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I, think, I think you're right. I think it's the biggest challenge and it carries with it the biggest rewards.
1: Mm-hmm. So when
0: you when you have great people on your team like you have now, and that I think you will have more of because of these uh, recent announcements, there's gonna be a lot of people that will be very attracted to working uh, with Sky Nano, right? It has a lot of momentum, it's got funding, it's in a huge market with exciting technology. Um, so that's probably on its way. But it will always, I think, be a challenge for all of us, uh, especially for startups, because they don't have the uh the infrastructure of stability that people look for sometimes uh, yeah. and so you're you're looking for people that are uh wanting to jump in the foxhole right and experience the roller coaster with you
1: yeah definitely i think you know certainly one of the benefits though of working with a startup you know particularly someone like skynino um i see a lot of people get really excited and passionate you know and and they're able to to see the direct result of their work see the direct impact and, you know, immediately draw a line from what am I doing day to day and how does this make an effect or an impact on, you know, a global climate? I mean, you know, really, really meaningful, impactful work. Um, and so we see a lot of excitement from, you know, interns and, you know, some prospective employees. So I certainly think, you know, there's, there's a lot of motivation to working with a startup, um with the mission for sure.
0: You can't have more fun, uh, in my experience than in a startup. Let's jump. So yeah. we're gonna do a rapid fire. Seven questions. Uh first one, are you currently fundraising?
1: We are not. Um we I, you know, for good reason
0: because hard. you just raised yeah. a lot.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> not currently raising. Um But, you know, definitely really excited about the awards we've recently gotten.
0: No doubt. Uh, Number two, are you hiring?
1: Yes, for sure. Um, So we are hiring engineering positions of all kinds. Um, We're really looking for chemical engineers, process engineers, system engineers. Um, So if anyone has that sort of experience and is looking for a job, we have some postings on um indeed, uh, but you're also just welcome to email me your resume.
0: Perfect. Uh, number three, what book are you reading right now?
1: I am actually rereading the book Drive um, by Daniel Pink. Um, I've read it in the past, but I think in you know the current social climate that we're all living in, um, and just thinking about you know how people are motivated. Um, in work and in you know how they approach social and economic issues um, health issues all different kinds of things it's becoming you know more and more relevant again so highly recommend it
0: definitely I think everything by Daniel Pink is uh, Mm -hmm. is worth checking out Uh, number four aside from the brand new Startup Knox podcast uh, (laughs) what podcast are you listening to
1: Um, I can never get enough of Malcolm Gladwell, and um, he has started releasing his newest season of Revisionist History and um, cannot recommend that enough.
0: Awesome. Uh, Who are you following online?
1: I actually really like to follow Adam Grant. Um, So he's an organizational psychologist uh, working at Wharton right now as a professor, um, but he, you know, similar to Daniel Pink and Malcolm Gladwell just has some really good perspectives on, you know, why people behave the way they do and, um, how, you know, we as a society can be a little more empathetic and a little more understanding of, you know, where people come from and, and, you know, how to interact in a really productive way.
0: Excellent. Uh, last two, what is your website address so that listeners can go learn more about Sky Nano?
1: Yeah, so if you just go to www.skynanotechnologies.com, you can find a little more information about our team and our technology, and there is a Contact Us page on there as well.
0: And you can go through the contact page, or if someone wants to reach out uh, and contact you directly, uh, what's the best way?
1: So my email is Anna, A-N-N-A, dot Douglas, D-O-U-G-L-A-S, at skynanotechnologies.com.
0: Fantastic. That wraps up the uh, the rapid fire. Uh, seven questions. Anna, uh, thank you so much for being part of the adventure that is the first episode of the Startup Knox uh, podcast. Best of luck to you and the Sky Nano team. And I look forward to following up with you before too long to hear how everything's going with that first uh, customer as well as with the two huge awards that you recently received.
1: Thank you. This was so much fun.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Startup Knox podcast. If you like the show, you can subscribe to listen to more interviews with Knoxville entrepreneurs. Please also leave a review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite listening platform. If you want to know more about today's episode, check out the show notes on our website at startupknox.com. Also on our website, you can find a startup ecosystem guide a startup directory, an investor directory, and a curated startup events calendar for Knoxville. Uh, Join me for the next episode where I'll talk with Erica Grant, founder of Quantum Lock, who will share with us what it was like to pitch at the prestigious Rice Business Plan competition two weeks ago and the term sheet she received as a result. Thanks for listening.